The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Our podcast is brought to you by ComBank, committed to being a better bank. Find out more at combank.com.au forward slash better. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Thursday the 18th of April. In your Squiz today, the sale of Dulux, a Victorian man is killed by a deer, preliminary election results from Indonesia, and a Thursday edition of Friday Lights. This is your Squiz today. Bit of a different one this morning. We're going to talk about paint company Dulux, a big business news story. They're set to be bought by Japan's Nippon Paint, which is the number one paint company in Asia for about $3.8 billion. So Dulux is probably the market leader here in Australia and Nippon doesn't have much exposure in Australia and New Zealand. So it's a really good way for that company to expand its reach and it's paying a premium for Dulux shares. Uh, It's offered $9.80 a share, um, which means that it was until yesterday quite a bit more than what Dulux was trading on uh, the stock exchange for. So that announcement shot Dulux's share price up 27%, which is quite a bit. So all that means is that Nippon sees a real premium in owning Dulux, um, far beyond what it's priced on the market currently at. So what does this mean for the, the everyday person, I guess? What it means is not much according to Dulux. They say that they'll still be able to do what they do uh, and that their leadership and manufacturing and operations would stay the same here in Australia. But it's just one of those really interesting ones where uh, it's quite a big employer. It employs about 3,000 people here in Australia. It's got a few more around the world. Uh, Its biggest shareholder is Australian Super. So if you're an Australian Super member, uh, you're one of the biggest shareholders in the company. And then when you look at actually its impact in the market, Dulux is quite an influential brand and uh, certainly what it did back in the time when Woolworths was trying to get Masters off and running, uh, Dulux wouldn't supply Masters and it was just one of those things that Masters ultimately um, didn't work and had to shut. But because brands like Dulux and Dulux particularly was a big one for Masters not being there meant that shoppers weren't coming in and shopping. They were going to Bunnings where those products were. So I just think of that big dog they've got in their ads. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Apparently, well, he'll still be there. He's not going anywhere. Oh, okay, good. Um, To the US and Donald Trump has rejected a move to end America's support for the Saudi-led military campaign in Yemen. That's the second bill that Trump has vetoed in his presidency. So uh, what that means is that the Saudi-led coalition there, which is getting financial and military support from the US, will continue uh, to operate. Um, Yemen, of course, we haven't spoken about it for a while, but it's what the the United Nations considers to be the worst uh, humanitarian catastrophe in the world right now. Back to local news, Paul McDonald from Wangaratta in Victoria's northeast has been killed by his pet deer, Claire. This is an unusual one. You don't hear this every day. No, very unusual. And this pet deer also attacked his wife, Mandy, who is fighting for her life in hospital in Melbourne. Uh, the attacks believed to have occurred when the um, when the man was feeding the stag at their family property. Uh, and apparently autumn is the time where stags um, get quite 
active in terms of wanting to try and find a mate and they become quite aggressive. So there'll be an investigation, but that seems to be what's happened according to experts. And to update you on some of the stories from the week, firstly, Joko Widodo, the incumbent, looks set to win the Indonesian election, Claire. They've done a bit of a roundup of those quick count surveys. It's quite an unusual system. They're quite different to ours. So uh, reputable polling companies get their hands on a bunch of votes and do a count and take a survey of it. And that's sort of the official, uh, very quick indication of what's happening. And it looks like Joko Widodo is well in front there. Um, Challenger, though, um, Brad Bowes-Subianti is challenging that. He says that his party's internal polls show him in front. So we'll need to wait for the official result, which won't be known until next month. Yes, of course, that's the election where nearly 200 million people voted in one day. And I read somewhere there were around 6 million election workers deployed to make that possible. Yeah, I think there was something. Yeah, well, when you've got 18,000 islands, it takes a bit to get around. Amazing. Israel Folau has been occupying headlines all week. The update is that he has said he will be challenging the termination notice served on him by Rugby Australia. It's now over to a code of conduct hearing that reports say that's expected to take place the week beginning April 29. Friday lights, Claire, or or Thursday lights today. Um, You've got an article on how some renowned authors present their home library. That's right. Marie Kondo, who, of course, was the big thing that we were all talking about at Christmas, it seems like a year ago already, but it was actually only a few months. Um, She, of course, had the theory that you should only really keep a handful of books and certainly only the books that spark joy. So uh, (laughs) bibliophiles around the world were horrified the idea that they would chuck out no. a ton of their books. and As a child, I well, I had my heart set on that library, the one that um, Beast gave to Belle in Beauty and the Beast. Ah, okay. You know, that was, it had the ladders and you could fly around and pick your books. Oh, no, you don't throw out your books. I'm with them. Yeah. Funny viral animal videos are always a favourite. So you've got one of those in the email today. I struggle with that humour, but as you know, <laughs> but I know a lot of people find it very, very funny watching animals do things. <laughs> yes, there's a hilarious parrot playing peekaboo with a cat. And a couple of recipes in the email to try out on your weekend. Have a look at those. And uh, people need to head to the Australian Electoral Commission website, Claire. Uh, You need to get online if you've moved house or if you haven't enrolled or you know someone who hasn't enrolled, uh, they need to get online and register to vote. Otherwise, uh, it gets a bit tricky on polling day. Yeah, you've got until 8pm tonight. So get on there and have a look. Make sure your details are correct. Also from us, when we finish up this podcast, we're going to record a special Squeeze the Election podcast to go out today. Claire, I hope you've got your talking hat on. Yes, we'll be doing an election podcast today. It'll be out a bit later. Looking forward to having a a chat to you and to Greg Baxter, who's helping us out with that coverage uh, to get across the events of the week. Yeah, and of course, there's always the Squeeze the Election email, a link to sign up to that is in your episode notes. And a quick clarification on Hot Cross Buns. I said yesterday that Hot Cross Bun Day is Sunday. It's actually tomorrow. So put on your to-do list, go and get your Hot Cross Buns today. Yeah, I'll be doing that. The subject line. Subject line today is paint a perfect picture. It's a lyric from the Prince song, The Beautiful Ones. I've picked that not just because of the paint theme today, but also because it's the anniversary of Prince's death on the 21st of April. So over this long weekend. All right. 
And of course, as we said, it's Good Friday tomorrow. We'll be back on Tuesday with the email and the podcast. A lot of people taking a a break across this weekend and next week. Enjoy it wherever you are. We certainly will, won't we? We will. And um, everyone, of course, seems to move around a bit over Easter. So stay safe if you're travelling. Big thanks for listening to the podcast each day and we'll chat to you on Tuesday. The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesqueeze.com.au. A message now from our podcast partner, BHP. The steel made from iron ore plays an important role in providing the production of our energy infrastructure, from wind turbines to power poles. So cutting carbon emissions in iron ore production is key. It's why BHP has committed to a solar and battery agreement to help power its port facilities at Port Headland. It's happening now at BHP.